Welcome to Idaho Speakeasy. I'm Mike Turner, and I'm on a mission to uncover and share the stories of Idaho's finest entrepreneurs, community leaders, local icons, and those who are impacting our community. Today in the Speakeasy, we have Emily Fortin, Vice President of Boise Angels. Welcome to the Speakeasy. Thank you, Mike. All right. So, Emily, uh, we just came off last week, uh, just recently, of seeing you at Impact Club, uh, where you guys took home a, a big check, um, which is... Uh, decided upon the audience and uh and for many people that was the first time they heard about boise angels yeah uh let's let's share so t- tell us all uh, who's listening now who, what's boise angels yeah well boise angels is a new nonprofit here in the treasure valley and our focus is to uh, support foster families through intentional giving and relationship building all right so um what, what i understand is is that there's, there's a, there's lots of foster kids in Idaho. Yes. Right. Um, but you're trying to solve this challenge, right? So yes. g- go, go, go deeper. More, go deeper. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So in Idaho, the numbers vary, but I think right now we're at over 1700 children in foster care here and their need is great for foster homes. And the challenge is, is that foster homes, uh, turnover very quickly. 60% on average, um, first time foster parents quit within the first year. Um, and that's because it's just, it is hard. It's difficult taking on these children that have had horrible stories, most of them and sad stories. Um, and so these foster families are dependent on the state to help them with resources, but the state is so overloaded that they are also having a difficult time providing enough support to retain our foster families. So it breeds these kids are bouncing around a yes. lot. And yeah, the national average is children move seven times in two years in foster care. So it's just awful oh for gosh. these children as they are um, trying to have some semblance of normalcy and stability. They're just not getting it with all the changes. Yes, I mean, I think everyone's heard some horror stories and know someone who's yes. been a foster, you know, went to the foster system and yeah. had a horrific story. You also hear about the positive ones yeah. too. Yeah. Right. And I know a lot of families who have thought about it, but then get spooked because they hear right. a really tough right. c- case. Um, so tell us how Boise Angels is yeah. trying to attack this, you know, this challenge. Yeah, for sure. So essentially, Boise Angels wants to take a group of people that we call a love box group and have them foster a foster family. So what that looks like is that each month they'll connect with the foster family that they're assigned to and they'll bring them a love box, which is full of, it can be practical needs, maybe meals, maybe toilet paper or diapers or whatever that family is needing a little extra help with. And it can also be fun things, board games, Halloween costumes, Christmas gifts, however they can bless that family, um, including the biological children in the home. So biological foster children and the family as a whole that they meet with them once a month, take them a box full of those types of items, and they connect with them relationally and spend time cheering for them, encouraging them, reminding them that they're important and what they're doing is important. Um, And we're seeing numbers change then on our foster family's retention. That's awesome because um, I I imagine for there's a lot of foster families who are giving it their all. Yeah. Right. And, and, 
not really knowing how to cope with yeah. all the, the challenges yeah. and having some sort of additional outside support. Right. Cool. Um, but yeah, 1,700 kids. It's a lot. Yeah. And we only have, I think I was, it's, it's hard to really track down statistics here in Idaho. Yeah. They're a oh, really? little bit delayed. Okay. <laughs> but I think last time I looked, we had about 1,100 foster, licensed foster homes. And so as you can see, there's a pretty big gap on the need. We have children right now sleeping at the Department of Health and Welfare on the floor really? and in sleep rooms there. So it's, it's a huge crisis right now in our community. Hmm. Yeah. And so Emily, t tell me your backstory. How, yeah. how did you get into this? How did this, Yeah. well, first off, how did Boise Angels get started? Yeah. yeah. So actually, so Boise Angels is connected to an organization called National Angels. Okay. And so we um, had heard about it ourselves and went after um, our president. Her name's Natalie. She had heard about it and went after to see what it would look like to bring um, that same concept here to Boise. Okay. And so we connected with them and... Um, have, they've been a great support. They um, help us with uh, consults. They have no financial support of us, but they do help us with some of the legal pieces and making sure that we're running well and running smooth. And we have their backing with research and statistics and knowledge base. And so that's where we heard about it from. And okay. they we researched that and then fundraised to bring it to Boise and earned the, I was, I think, $11,000 to get us going. And so we okay. fundraised and had great community support in that. And here we are. Awesome. Yeah. So so tell me about your backstory, yes. how you got yes. involved with it. Yeah. Okay. So in 2000, my husband and I have four children. And in 2015, we um, had heard about the foster care crisis and decided that we could help kids in this transition period. Um, so we signed up to foster care and went to all the classes and did the background checks and all of the things you have to do to become a licensed foster family um, and started bringing children into our home that year. And so we had um, a couple, I don't know, several children through our home over the course of six months or so. Because a lot of people don't know what that's like. Yeah. Right. So give us a little bit of a, I mean, so that seems yeah. like a lot, right? So it is, is a lot. It's somebody... Somebody just tells you someone's coming or right. you get, you get, so you don't you, have any kind of say. You or? do have a little, you do have okay. say. So when you register and you start, you have, um, a caseworker of sorts that you work with and you can share with them like what the ideal age is for your home. And so we had chosen to keep, um, the foster children coming into our home younger than our youngest, um, which was seven at the time. So we wanted children that were seven and younger. We were available to take two children at a time was what we had set um, for our home capacity. Um, so we, you do have say, you do get to share with them. We can take one child, we can take two, we can, we only need babe. we can only take care of babies. We can help with older kids. Um, and so you do have say, and they mm. really try to honor that. Mm. They will call you when needs arise outside of your limitations sure. to see if it's an option, but they do really try to honor what you're able to do as a family. Okay. So, yeah. So once you're ready to go and you've worked with your team and they've, they know what your um, requests are, they start calling. It's, it's, okay. <laughs> and you have minutes to decide. So oh, it's, really? yeah, wow. they call and they, you know, these kids are in crisis. So they're pulled mm -hmm. out and they're in a crisis mode and they're trying to get them placed as quickly as possible. Yeah. So they call, they give you the details they have, which are few um, details. Most of the time, there's not a lot of knowledge. Okay. Um, and then they ask if you can take the placement. And so we would just always say, 
let me talk to my spouse and get back with you. And we would chat as a family as quickly as possible and get back with them and say yes or no. So what was that like? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's it, really hard. Yes. Yeah. I can only imagine. <laughs> I mean, geez. It's wow. really hard to say no. Yeah. Because on the other end of that phone call is a child. Right. And they're going hurting. Some horrific, They've gone through abuse yeah. or a hazardous home condition or whatever's going on. And as a family, when you hear this quick report, you have to sometimes say no. Mm-hmm. And it's hard because on that other end of a call is a child. Um, but we had just determined in our hearts that we would say yes as often as possible. But we also had to guard the health of our family. And so we, um, we just were really honoring of each other. If one of us had a hesitation for any reason, we would say no to that placement. And there's always another placement call coming. There's, okay. there's such a need that it's not that you say no and there's no other options. It's no and then what's going to be the next phone oh. call. So. And then and do you, do you know you do have no idea how long they're going to stay or do they yeah. give you an idea? or is They it... try. Okay. They don't. Oftentimes, they don't know either. They do try to place these children with family members, which is called kinship care. So um, sometimes they'll place the kids with a foster family initially while they're looking for a relative or a family member who may be able to take them in. So they, they try to give you their best guess, um, but they just they don't always know. Sometimes it we had a couple of cases where they thought they were going to be longer term, meaning maybe six months to eight months, and we ended up only having them for three or four weeks because they ended up finding a relative. Mm-hmm. So you, you don't really know. Um, the other thing, in, so there's, there's foster care, and the other thing in Idaho is called respite care, and those are all short-term placements where you're essentially a licensed approved babysitter for foster families. So respite care, if you're interested in shorter term placements, if you're a family that doesn't feel like they could commit to a long-term placement, you can sign up for respite care and you're just doing weekends or if a foster family's on vacation or maybe have a death in the family and need to travel Hmm. that you're available for short-term placements. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so you, you said you start taking on foster kids. Yes. 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 And, um, gosh. And so, um, I can, I, I, we can, oh, I can only try to get a glimpse of that, but it's so hard to imagine what that, I mean, that is a lot for right. not just, um, I mean, your entire family. Yeah. 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 We learned, um, pretty quick what, um, what age group and what worked best with our family mm-hmm. and our youngest kiddos. And mm-hmm. so, Um, you know, we just, we, the state has such great caseworkers and we felt very supported the whole process from our caseworkers and they really heard us and did their best Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be a resource for us. And so, um, we initially, yeah, took two or three, we even had a set of three kiddos. That was a very short, we knew it was a short term, like 24 Mm -hmm. hour placement. We took them for a short time, um, and learned really quickly what, that we need, we had four boys. So, mm. so we learned really quickly that, um, a little bit better, bigger age gap was ideal with our, <laughs> with yes. no, bringing another boy in the family at least. So <laughs> no more boy rivalry. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> huh. All right. Well, and then, but, um, they also gave you a front row seat to yeah. the foster care system, yeah. some of the positives and the negatives and the challenges right. and, the whole gamut. Right. Um, and it sounds like that's what's kind of led you to Boise Angels. Yes. Right. 
Yeah. yeah. So through that process of yeah. fostering, we ended up adopting two of the children that came into our home. Oh, wow. Yeah. So and you know we didn't that, plan on that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we um, had, like I said, several children through our home and then um, had an opportunity that these two little young ladies were up for adoption. And so we... Um, went and started that journey and uh, really prayerfully considered it and mm-hmm. um, ended up saying yes to permanently taking them on into our home full time forever. Wow. And um, yeah, so we, um, in, in Idaho, they really like you to be at six kids is kind of the cap that mm-hmm. they like you to be at for the health of the family. Mm-hmm. And so we're at capacity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so yes. I was looking for other ways to still be able to be involved and help because it is a crisis in our community and we want to help. Yeah. So. Okay. And so let's, let's go back to this concept yeah. of, um, uh, love box. Yes. Right. So, uh, if you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Emily Forden. She is the vice president um, with Boise Angels, um, an organization um, that's focused around helping foster families, foster kids through, uh, throughout the state. Uh, their their email, I mean, their website is boiseangels.org. And she's telling us about this concept about, because you're right, because it's, yeah. uh, I like what you said earlier uh, about not everyone's, you know, really up, you know, able to, yeah. to do the fostering. Right. I mean, it's a lot yes. and, in the, and yes. you have to be, there's just a lot of dynamics there, but uh, it seems like anyone could get involved with the, right. the organization you're doing because you're trying to support the yes. foster families yeah. and, the, and these foster kids out there. Yeah. yeah. So tell us again. Let's go deeper yeah. on this. This, this yeah. idea of these love boxes yes. and how it, how it works. Yeah. Not everybody is able to foster or adopt a child. Like that's just reality. Yeah. And so, but we really believe it's in most people's hearts to help. And so what I love about Boise Angels is it is this gap we've had in the community of people who aren't able to foster or adopt just where do they plug in then and help? Mm-hmm. And so Boise Angels comes in and they are able to plug into this Love Box group program. And we encourage it to be groups of people. So maybe a group of coworkers or a family, a group of family members or a group of friends that connect and once a month provide this Love Box to families. And we, we like it to be a group of people because it's a 12-month commitment. We ask you to stay with that family. Uh-huh. And life happens. And so we like a group of people because if something happens for one of the group members, the other group members are able to continue with that 12-month commitment and not have another relationship that's changed in these kids' and families' lives. So, um, But we love the Love Box Pro- group program is uh, where these families or groups of coworkers get together and provide a monthly support to a family. Yeah, I, I like that. And um, it sounds like it it changes depending on the dynamics yes, yes. and what the needs are. Yeah, we have had, um, we, we are at eight love box groups currently. We okay. just uh, launched, we went to our training and did all training stuff in August of last fall. And so we've only been around, gosh, eight months or so. I don't know. I haven't done the math. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we are at eight love box groups now that are already going in our community and have already seen just huge uh, success and feedback from those foster families on how much of an impact it's making. And some of the families have been like, gosh, if you could just help with some freezer meals, that would be huge. Hmm. to help us other families have been like asked if we could uh, help provide some extra toys or board games that they or activities they can do as a family Hmm. has been a huge um bonus for that family and so it just varies yeah yeah 
So if someone who's listening, who's like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds really cool. I want to you know, yeah. be involved. Like how can people who are listening, you know, get involved with Boise Angels and what are the different capacities? Yeah. We, um, well, you can be a love box group. So okay. gather up some friends or whoever you have around you that'd be interested and okay. they can jump onto our webpage that boyceangels.org. Mm-hmm. Um, on that form, on that page, there's a form where you can fill out an interest and you can find out more. We do have trainings and, uh, just coffee and connection trainings that you can get together and just learn more that way. Mm-hmm. We also need referrals for more foster families. Um, so if you know a foster family in the community that could use extra support, there's a referral form on our website as well. And you can refer your friends that are serving in foster care. And we would love to connect with them and help okay. match them up with a love box group. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. So it sounds like you're still fairly new to Idaho yeah. as concept, but it sounds like it had been brewing nationally in different yeah. capacities. Yeah. Um, so what has been your biggest challenge so far as you've gotten started with this, you know, I mean, yeah, um, you know, impact club has really helped us <laughs> with one of our big challenges okay. and that was just getting the word out. Okay. Um, we needed people to know about us yes. and to hear about us and yes. be aware that it's out there. And so that's been one of our biggest hurdles is how, you know, we've got social media pages, but how do we let people know that this resource is available in our community now? And so, yeah. I can imagine so, because a lot, especially a lot of these, even these foster families, with that potentially that much turnover yeah. and that much chaos going yeah. on, like Dude, they're not really paying attention to a whole lot else. No, no, no. <laughs> and and maybe not knowing that this resource even exists, um, but uh, uh, it sounds like it's real. I mean, anything. I mean, you know, even a it seems like a, a little bit could go a long way. It seems right. like just yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, so it's so boiseangels.org is where people go yep. to give information. And uh, what is it? What has the response been like from these? I mean, obviously, there's it's the the families you're helping out, and also these foster kids. Yeah. 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 It's been huge. Yeah. We we can't share photos of foster children, but we can see some of these photos that these families are sending in, and these the smiles on these kids' faces make That's it awesome. all worth it all. They're just big grins with their love box and new friends that love and care for them. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I was, just, I was taken back. I had to write down, like, the average uh, kid – uh, in the foster care system, you said, I think, I think I got this right. Moves seven times in two, two years. years. Yeah. That is just yeah. heartbreaking. It is. And it's just, you know, if you imagine moving into a new family yeah. that you have to learn their culture and what type of foods they like and what they do on the weekends, these kids are in just a constant state of anxiety and limbo. And yeah. so it's just, it's, we want to change that number. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. We want yeah. them to, you know, they're already coming out of such desperate circumstances mm-hmm. and we want to see them placed in foster care homes that they can stay with until yeah. they're able to figure out where the best placement options for these kids. Yeah. And, you know, it sounds like you can, you also can speak well on the whole fostering system in the sense, cause you've, you yeah. did that, right? Yeah. Yes. And, um, not a lot of people know a whole lot about it or maybe even know the extent of the challenge here right. in Idaho. Um, 
And so you mentioned that there's classes you take and things yeah. like that. That's yeah. yeah. So to become a foster parent, you um, you sign up online. I don't know the web address off the top of my head, but yeah. you can find Google it. it. Yes. You can Google it. Yeah. And um, you do do a quick physical with your doctor to make sure that you're healthy and mm-hmm. able to care for children. Um, but otherwise, they have a, a series of classes. It's called Pride Training through mm-hmm. the state that you go to. Okay. I think it's nine total courses that you go to, um, which mm-hmm. are awesome. They're completely worth your time. They do training on trauma and, and kids from trauma and just really give you some tools to start with. Mm. Um, and then after that, you do do a home study where they just, it's it's quick. It's They come in and they look at your home and just make sure it's safe. We want to make sure these kids are placed into a good home, not another situation that's poor conditions. So, yeah, right. um, so they do that. And then once you get your paper, it moves very quickly from there. They start calling right away because there is a huge need. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, it is a little bit of a time commitment up front, but it's completely worth it. The training is, is valuable. I, I yeah. imagine so. Yeah. It might answer a lot of questions. People right. Have. It does. Yeah. It does. Yep. Wow. Wow. So I've been speaking with Emily Fortin. She is the uh, vice president of Boise Angels, a, a newer organization to Idaho, but trying, taking on a, an old problem yes. of yeah. this foster care system. You know, it's, it's, it sounds like there's anywhere, you know, I mean, I think the number we saw was like 1,700 yeah. kids in the yeah. foster care system. Uh, these kids are having a really tough go. Often the average is they're moving seven times in two years. Yeah. And so this Boys Angels, it's, it's, it's trying to at least address that not all families can right. foster. foster, but like we can all find ways to maybe help. Yeah. And this is a great, I think it's a great way for people to, you know, find a way to, to yeah. do something. Yeah. 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 Super cool. Gosh. Um, awesome. So, all right. So for people to find out more information, they go to boiseangels.org. Okay. Yep. Well, what's what's the goal? Where, where are you guys heading? Yeah. We're like, you're getting, you're getting, you're just getting momentum <laughs> right now. The goal is that every foster family is connected to a love box group. Okay. Every foster family here in Idaho. That sounds like an has awesome somebody goal. somebody cheering for them. We can yes. do it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Yeah. Um, best of luck on that. Thank you. I will be spreading the message. Thank you. Um, and because I think it's really cool what you're doing. And uh, we'll be putting, if you missed part of this interview, I'll be putting it in Idaho Speakeasy. But uh, you can also uh, go to boiseangels.org uh, to find out more information about Boise Angels. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks, Emily, for coming in. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having me. <laughs>